Yo, what's up, y'all? You're listening to Anchor FM, and this is BD Rose, and this is Twisted, and SVU Podcast. Yeah, good morning. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, how was your weekend, huh? I know it was it was miserable on Sunday. It was all the rain and the wind. I mean, it felt like a hurricane out there, and it, 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 over in New York City. Now, um, before we get to the episode, I mean, I just watched um, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and then they got Christopher Maloney on. He was a guest. And he's talking about this new show called Law and Order Organized Crime. And he was also talking about the chemistry between him and his co-star Marissa Argitay. So right now, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not anxious but but I can't wait to see the new Law and Order spinoff called Organized Crime. And so I mean a lot of people though they so anxious about it because they love this dude and all that stuff though. I mean, I just want to see how it is, you know, because I just found out, though, it's, it's going to be a little bit different than the regular Law & Orders, because um, it's going to, they're going to deal, and normally on Law & Order, they usually have, like, one case at the cops investigate and take it to the trial, and then, it, and they, each week they have, like, a different case. But what I found out, though, it says they're going to be doing multiple episodes on just one case. So, in other words, it's like a story arc. I mean, like, we'll see how that goes now, right, though? And, um, now, um, speaking about that, you know, I, I have a, I have a DVD collection of the old episodes of Law & Order SVU. I have the, the, I have the early seasons on DVD. From season one to season six. And I'm gonna go get some more. You know, it's like give me some more. Like Buster Rom said, give me some more. <clears throat> now I know it's getting kind of chilly out there, so to, so let's get right to this episode because um today's episode, this is episode six, and today's episode is Dead girl on campus. Yeah, I, I I took that from the movie Dead Man on Campus, starring um that guy from Saved by the Bell, Mark Paul Gosseler. In that movie, that he had like dark hair and all this stuff. I mean, he wanted to get wait, get the rid of Zach Morris character, and it helps, you know. I mean, he wanted to change up and all that stuff. I mean, just like Elizabeth Berkley showing her tits on Showgirls. And Showgirls, I mean, that was like a movie where they had like a lot of titties out, man. I mean, it, it, it might keep the male viewer like nauseated or just like tired or just bored and stuff like that. But we men, because we like a woman's body and we like the curves and stuff like that, though. No offense to the woman, but I'm saying a lot of these women are very beautiful. Right now, let's get to the episode. All right, um, this is um, Law and Order SVU season one, episode six, 
aka the sixth episode and the title of this episode is sophomore jinx it is it is aired on october 25th to 1999 is written by john chambers and it's directed by clark johnson but if you're familiar with that name clark johnson though he was a cast member of homicide life on the street and he directed a couple of episodes of the series though so so this is one you know you just he's directing our he directed this episode of SBU. and clark johnson by the way that he used to play for the canadian football team before he got to acting and i seen him he i seen him in a movie called adventures in babysitting with elizabeth shoe and he played the role of a gang member he was about to rumble or confront another gang on the train for the Chicago L. And what he did was that when Elizabeth um, Shoe's brother, or in other words, stopped the fight, he Clark Johnson takes out a knife and stabs him in the foot with it. And he says, Don't fuck with the Lords of Hell. And then Elizabeth Shoe replied, Don't fuck with the babysitter. Man, I got I like that movie, you know. All right, so um, Adventures in Babysitting. I mean, I seen it when I was like 11 years old, and I went to the movie theater with a family member, and I liked it though. I mean, they had like this little girl with the Thor cap on, and she's thinking that the guy and the the mechanic is Thor and all that stuff though. So anyway, so let's go on, let's go on to the episode. All right, here we have two college students making out, or they're young folks, though. I mean, they're making out on a bench and all that stuff, though. And the boyfriend, though, he wants to have sex with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was like not in the mood. So he climbs on top of her on it, like he uh, he want he's trying to get his freak on, and then he stops and he sees something. So his girlfriend pushes him away, and then they look, and it's a girl. They found the body of a young girl on the grass. She is dead. All right, the next scene, we go to Sable's house, and um, he gets a call about a crime, and then he's getting his clothes on, getting ready to get some late midnight, late night midnight snack. It's probably about two, two thirty in the morning, and he hears someone, and he hears someone coming in on the door, and it's his daughter Kathleen who just snuck in, who just snuck in the house, and he catches her sneaking in the house, and Stable was like uh, disappointed, something like that. He was like, "Where you been?" And her daughter, his daughter, was like, "I went out," and Stable was like, "Out where?" And then she wouldn't even answer his question and all this stuff. I mean, but then right away, he just grounds her because he asked her who she with and stuff like that. And she was like, nobody. And then he decided just to ground her for like the rest of the week and all this stuff. And then because she was because he believed that she's lying to him. I mean, she's not giving him information why she went out, who she with for 
How was she out though? I mean, his daughter got in trouble, and then Saber orders her to take her ass in the room because I mean he didn't like he didn't like the fact that that his daughter was sneaking out though. I mean, it's a no no. I mean, common sense says that you should tell a kid if a child has to go out though, she should tell her father that she's going out with friends. Sneaking out the house and sneaking in without your without your father knowing though. I mean, that's gonna be a problem. Alright. Now the we next scene we go to the crime scene and um Benson and Sabler are there and it's um and the cop found the body of a dead girl and and the dead girl is identified is um Jean Jeanine Gallagher, a college student who goes to St. Raymond's University. That's the body that she's the body is, is ID as Jeanne Gallagher and all this stuff. And then Benson and Sable asked the young kids who was making out where her dorm is, and they pointed to the right. And Benson was like, Well, she was almost home. But it turns out that, that she was probably beaten. The young student, Jian, was beaten and possibly raped on her way back to her dorm and stuff like that, though. So, um, that is, um, now there's a case going on right here. So, we're in the squad room, right? And, um, and, um, they was talking about the victim, Jean, and they know that she was drunk. She was drunk. At, on uh, at that time of her murder and stuff like that, though. So, um, and, and then um, if she, if she and it turns out that uh, she um, Jean attended a party and she was drinking before she was raped and murdered. So, um, Munch and Cassidy they talked to the father, like or some kind of priest-looking dude. I mean, he's, he was like, he runs this, the university, something like that, though. I mean, father this, father that. I mean, he, he's like a Catholic dude, right? So, Munch and Cassie are talking to this Catholic guy who runs the runs the university at St. Raymond's, though. And um, and then after that, um, they talk to the hostess in this office, right? And um, all of a sudden, they got the student named um, Riley, right? He comes in and plops down on the couch and stuff like that, though. And Riley is a basketball player for the university. So, and then in their team, though, they went to the semifinals and all that stuff, tournaments and all that stuff. So, and um, Riley tells him that his um, teammate, Chuck, a black man, say that, that uh, they him that he had an argument with the victim the other night and all that stuff though. So um, Riley starts telling him, telling the cops where he is, and then he starts trying to say, hey, you know, you know, you know, guys with that talk saying, yo, you stole my bitch, yo, man, you with my money, yo, man. He trying all using that black lingo, and that dude is racist. As hell, man. You remember me, Riley trying to mock in the brothers and stuff like that. Trying, yo, 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 don't be messing with my dog, yo. He, tr- yo, he trying, 
and this this white boy trying to talk all that gangster slang and all that stuff. I mean, that is standing up racist, man. It goes to show you that Riley is an asshole. And he tells them that he probably he probably playing basketball with the brothers in the park. So Munch and Cassie go uptown to the basketball court. They see Chuck playing basketball and all that stuff. So um and um and then they and then Munch and Cassidy though know, they hear radio blasting and then next thing you know next thing you know is that um they turn off the radio that causes their attention. So um Chuck approaches the Munch and, Munch and Cassidy, right? And the cops tell her tell Chuck that that Sheen has been murdered. And Chuck was like, so when a white woman gets killed, they're going to go blame the brothers, huh? So, Munch and Cassidy, they threaten to say, yeah, they want him to come to the station to ask some questions or they'll arrest him. That's like a damn threat. So, Chuck decides to go willingly go in the car and stuff like that, though. And, um, they're blaming him for his murder and stuff like that, blah, 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 you know? And um and um so they and you know back at the unit the, the cops talk about the players and they had their own alibis at the time of the murder. So um it's just that that, that, that they had a party the other night before Gian got murdered. So what they do is Benson and Slavery go, they talk to Gian's roommates, right? And they and they was they was talking to her about her drinking at the party, and um, next scene uh, later on, Bess and Sable go and talk to Jean's parents, and um, parents told her that she was depressed and she had changed during her sophomore year, and in the end, they say that they raped her. That's all it is, though. So, um, Bess and Sable talk to the therapist. And I watched she was raped, and then and the therapist knows she was raped, and then she didn't want to give out a lot of information and all that stuff, though, about the Jan and Chuck and Riley, stuff like that. So, Munchie kept meanwhile, Munchie Cassidy, they're interviewing Chuck at the interrogation room, and here comes this Cassidy, he's trying to do this old gangster lingo and blackmail saying. Yo, you stole my bitch, yo, and you were gonna drinking my money, yo. And then Chuck was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And much explains to him about the murder and stuff like that, though. And they mentioned something about um this guy called um literally he oh Chuck tells him that him and um Giano, they they were studying they were in class together they were studying literature. And then they had like a friendship and all that stuff. And then that's all I mean. And then he mentions something about some philosopher, literature thing, and stuff like that, though. And then Munch realizes that Chuck is not a doer. I mean, they they say they say at first though, Chuck was like a person of interest though. But Munch realizes that he didn't he didn't rape or kill her. So, uh, 
Meanwhile, the Benson and Stabler, they talk to um, Professor Rousseau, right? And um, and uh, and this guy, um, Professor Rousseau, I mean, this actor who was playing the professor, though, I seen him on... Um, this, this was I'm thinking this wasn't his first time on SVU though. He played um, villain in a season four episode. I mean, he played like some kind of like a pedophile who um, hooked up with a girl he met online, and then she brought her over here to Europe and all that stuff. I mean, he was like a damn pedophile. I mean, I think it was in a season four episode. We're gonna get to that in the near future, okay? Now, so um. All right, so Professor Rousseau says that um, he doesn't know about um, GN's relationship with Chuck and all that stuff, though. So, um, but um, Professor Rousseau knows that he that he mentioned he mentioned something about a selfish player. It happens to be Riley. So, Benson Sailor go. Could talk to Riley at the gym. They confronted him about um, GN and all that stuff. And then Riley says that he didn't do, he didn't attack her. So he also told him that that he was locked up at the um, some 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 the he was locked up at the um, sec- he was locked up with the police at the time of a rape and murder. So in other words, that he was arrested by the campus. The campus police at the time of her death. So, back at Creighton's office, so they say that, um, uh, okay, so in Creighton's office, it finds out that Riley had raped Jan a couple of months ago, and the college and the school didn't even know about this. So, maybe the school's covering up or something like that, though. So, Creighton knows a guy when. When Trigan knows this guy, when he was riding with him in in his car and they had an accident, and right now he's like a lackey for the mayor. He does campus security. So he so Craig goes to talk to this uh, an old friend of his or some old guy, and he confronts him about um about the uh, Riley stuff like that. And then the guy tells the guy tells Craigan that that he wasn't there that night. So meanwhile, Sable's at home with his family. They're having some dinner, and Kathleen comes downstairs. And Sable's like ready to talk, and she want she wants to feel like talking. And then Sable is like, "All right, go back upstairs until you take as you ready to talk." And she's trying to have dinner, but Sable tells her to get her ass back upstairs because she's telling her, "You ain't hungry anyway, so you're still grounded till your time to talk." And then Sable's wife realizes that's a little bit harsh. And then he asks her, "Are you uh, are you are you sure you want to talk to her like this?" I mean, his wife was asking her, "Are you gonna? Why are you talking to her like that for?" I mean, that's a little bit harsh. I mean, she's just trying to come down and have something to eat. And then her daddy tells her to to go back upstairs because she refused to talk about why she snuck in that night, though. I mean, that's a little bit harsh, don't you think? Okay, we're at the scene at the morgue, and then there's this uh, lady. I mean, her name, uh, she was, um, I forgot her name, but she was on the original Law and Order, right? Yeah, so, um, 
is some um, red here. So anyway, after Morg, you know, that's the stabler tell ask um the more lady if they want to do like a dna sample for the guys right and then she said she was a little bit busy and all that stuff though and um she'll get to it though and I'm, let me try i'm trying to remember the difference was this actress um rules but this was before tamara and toonie joined uh svu and stuff like that i mean this is the first season this is 1999 and all that stuff though and i'm trying to get that name back i mean i'm trying to get it though i mean um Anyway, I'll, I'll get back to me. I don't have that much time. So, all right, you got these um guys over here. You got like um, a couple of lawyers. And hey, check you out. You got Reverend Al Sharpton in there in, in the scene with Craig and stuff like that, though. And oh, that's the special guest on Al Sharpton, man. So, so they would try to give out these DNA samples. So they gave the DNA samples to um, Riley. And then when they about to give it, they give it to Chuck. And then Al Sharpton was like, if you refuse, I'll stand by you, brother. So um, Chuck decides to talk to much privately in the hallway and tells him that him and Jeanne had, had a sexual relationship. And then they, um, and when he had sex with her and he used a condom. So, uh, so it turns out that um, she, Jeanne, had sex with um, her boyfriend Chuck before she was attacked. So, and then he's not the one that raped. He, I don't think he raped her. So we're in the courtroom, and Jeffrey was talking to a former cop turned lawyer about the um, the dead girl on campus and all that stuff. Though I mean, and. Um, and uh, and it, and then so um, he, and then they say with it, the guy tells her that he was raped by some arrogant player and all that stuff though. And he'll tell him, and when they gets caught, he'll make a reservation at Rikers. Okay, so that meanwhile, Benson is able to talk to the professor again, asking him who was in class after Gene's murder. But professor tells him Chuck had like a hangover. And all that stuff. So, back at the unit, Chuck is like the suspect while Riley was clear. So, um, Munch tells uh, his colleagues that the mother is here. So, we go to the interrogation room and Munch and Cassie speak to Chuck's mom. And Chuck's mom tells him that he has to focus on his studies. And she doesn't think that he would attack a girl like that because he's a good guy. So, um, so Cragen brings much out telling him that the DA made don't, don't match on Chuck's. So Chuck is cleared. And Cragen tells much to just to let him go. Meanwhile, um, GN's roommate tells the Benson Sabler that the professor follows her around, which results in stalking. Because as she tells him everywhere she goes, he's there. I mean, yo, wait a minute. Now the professor, I mean, why would the professor want to keep gonna keep an eye on her i mean does he have a crush on her or something like that though why is that though i mean does he have a try it doesn't make any sense right there i mean that's kind of creepy i mean you want to follow her wherever she goes that's kind of creepy so there there is something going on right here right so um in 
and you know it doesn't um and meanwhile the father you know the yeah, the priest uh, you know you know the catholic dude though he knows about the professor's actions but he don't want to ruin the college reputation i mean they just want to keep mum and all that stuff because you know it's a college and then they want to keep the reputation and all that stuff though all right so um we're back in Craigan's office so Craigan Craigan is there with angie Harmon, you know aka abby carmichael and they do a background check on Rousseau. And they found out that he got arrested back in the 70s for forcible sexual assault on a woman while he was a, with, as a while as a fraternity member. And Carm, Angie Harmon said that he will get a warrant to search his office. And then Craig was like, hey, take, I'm in love with you, Abby. And then I'm in, I'm, I, 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 no, no, excuse me. I think, I think I'm falling in love with you, Abby, before he takes out his switchblade. So, Stabler is dropping off Kathleen at school or something like that, though. And um, he don't want her lying to him and all that stuff because he's concerned that she might get hurt or killed out there in the streets. I mean, as a father, though, you're concerned about your kids. Though, and all he's trying to do is protect them and all that stuff, though. I mean, she's young, though. She had to learn and stuff like that, so... And then the next scene, Benson and Stabler are at the GN's mural and stuff like that, though. And they doing some invest. They're investigating the crime scene, and that um, they found out that um, they were looking at bricks, and they trying to figure it out that she probably stumbled and hit her head. But it turns out, me and they, they also think that Professor must have bashed her head with a wall or something like that. I don't know. So they could tell by the bricks on the wall and stuff like that, and the blood on the concrete, though. And then, then the next scene, though, the, um, they they went there in the office, so they got maybe this book and all the stuff. And Benson Stabler finds out that the professor was using Jian's schedule. So, you know what he did? Benson Stabler go out and arrest. The professor, the professor for the rape and murder of Jian. Now we're at the, the interrogation, and then the and Abby Carmichael's there, tells him the role and ask him why he's doing it. So he denies raping her and stuff like that, but he didn't push her. He tells him that the, she. He tells the cops and the professor and the lawyer that she was already dead. Cause he he seen Sir Sumlin coming out of the party all drunk, and then she fell and hit her head. And then the next thing he knows, that he approached her and took her to the woods and had sex with her. And then Carmichael was like, "Why?" And he was like, "I was about to make love to her." Oh, <laughs> you having sex with a dead body? And then, I mean, that how sick is that, though? I mean, I mean, this guy is lusting after her, man. And what's kind of creepy is that you gonna go around and fuck a dead student in the bushes? Damn, what some sick shit is that, man? Oh my goodness, he never admitted that he's his love to her. I mean, I mean, come on, that is crazy. You know what I'm saying, though? And and then. Um, 
he ends up, and you know, as a result, he ends up getting a year suspension. And, um, you know, the, the, no, the Catholic dude walks out on him, the lawyers walks out again, and they leave, and he's all alone. So, in the last scene, though, Munch and Cassie go to Chuck's um, house and they want to apologize and stuff like that. And they told him that Riley's going to be um, going, gonna, Riley's going to be. He locked up and all that stuff for the rape and stuff like that, but they didn't tell them that 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 they've arrested the professor for raping um, Gian. I mean, why you didn't tell them that for though? And much like what tells Chuck, what goes around comes around, and um, Chuck was like, "No, it's not." Episode ends right there. I'm telling you, that was like a good it was a good episode it's not a sleeper and stuff like that though so um it's like um it's like it's like you know these professors or teachers or they be lusting after young students but you've been you watch the news and then you you have these teachers i mean especially female teachers though they get arrested for having sex with a 15 year old student or have other words having sex with a minor I mean, it's common out there here in this country. I mean, you got like teachers or professors, or they having a sexual relationships with a minor. I mean, that's an offense. That's like statutory rape or something like that, though. I mean, it's gum when it's like it's a crime, though. I mean, I mean, what's wrong with these? Are oh, these people are sick in their minds? Like, cause it's all about lust and, and all that stuff, though. Like, like they wanted some have fun and have some fresh me. I mean. Why would these teachers 